Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Marlins Fan Fest 2024. Line drive down the left field line of base hits. Live from Lone Depot Park. One on hit high and deep. Right field. Stay there. It's off the pole. The Hot Stove Show with Kyle Seeloff and Steven Strom is on Fox Sports 940. Back and better than ever. Fox Sports 940 Miami in the iHeartRadio app with my best friend Stephen Schramm. I'm Kyle Seeloff. This is our final hot stove show of the 2023-2024 offseason. I say that uh, with a lot of love and affection, Stephen. Wow. uh, That is the first. I remember this is Yeah, you'll never forget this moment now. This is your first. You'll Um, never forget your first time, Stephen, that I told you you were my best friend. One of my first, I think it was my second or third day, I said, man, we're going to be friends, man. And you were like, no, we're not going to be friends. We're just going to do our thing. You listen to me. I listen to you. We do a good job, and that's what we're going to do. And look at that. That's how it's going to remain. And I've told you many of times, I really think in about 10 years, as you grow up, you just turned 26. Let me yep. be the first to wish you a happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I do think in about eight to ten years, I think we're going to be very good friends. And I love until it. then, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a long, tough road. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, you're, you're you're happily employed and you're newly engaged. By the way, yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't. I did not. Uh, we did not talk about that on Tuesday. It was all about me, and we'll make today all about you. Okay. I know that's what you want. I called you and I profusely apologized after we recorded the show on Tuesday. I said, Stephen, I didn't even bring up your engagement. And for that, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, Now, share what you'd like. Go into it. The pictures are wonderful. Many wondering if you'd keep your shirt on when you got down on a knee, and you did. (laughs) And I was at the beach, too. How about that? What was the odds on that if I was going to propose at the beach? Was I going to have a shirt on? I, I, I don't think the odds would be in uh, a lot of people's favor. And if they bet against me, if they bet with the shirt on, yeah. well, you're a big-time winner. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. It was – we got a chance to – She said to, yes, though, right? That yeah, you she do said have yes. Okay, I don't good. know why people keep asking me that. It's important to ask. It, but, Kyle, I'm not going to share it unless she said yes. If she said no, I don't even know if I'd be here right now on this radio show. I'm not going to bring it up. Like, yes, she said yes. But, anyway – uh, we had great conversations yesterday at Media Day, and someone who else, uh, someone who also got newly engaged, was Braxton Garrett. Yes. And we both agreed that the 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 pressure moment is planning it. I'm not super creative when it comes to like that kind of stuff. I've never done it before, obviously. 
I like to think of myself as a romantic. I do sure like date do. night. Remember, yes, you do. You know, I, <laughs> I remember a couple of times after uh. the games, you know, the afternoon games, you asked me, what am I doing? I saw it's date night, and you said enjoy, yada, yada, yada. Like, I, I do prioritize that. But in this specific case, you know, this is a one-time, you don't get another chance at this, hopefully not. I mean, you know, you, you don't want to blow agree. this. You know, you it's a first impression. So I wanted to think, how can I do this in a special way? With, we only got two hours here. Yeah, I don't, don't want to rush your story, but we, we're, we're, we only have four. To Come on, give me my time. <laughs> Go give right ahead. Time. I'm sorry. Come on. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. So – I wanted to do it at the beach. The beach is a special place. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Because I could just go on and on. I, I this is why I got hired, I am, right? I am concerned we're going to miss a couple of commercial help you hard out. outs here. But go ahead. Go right. ahead. I'll please. try to give you the spark nose version because Kyle's killing my vibe. So basically, it was always the beach. But <laughs> how could I surprise her in a way where she was caught off guard? Because we had been having conversations. She had no idea this was coming. She had no idea this was coming. Yeah. So first, her very good friend came from Argentina to mm -hmm. visit. So that was my golden ticket for me because she was going to be distracted with the friend and the friend could also, she has a name, Nicole, sorry. She uh, was going to help me because let's be honest with these situations, you really lean on the best friend because the best friend knows them the best. They know what mm -hmm. they like, mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. So she was in on it very early when she got to Miami. She helped me out a ton. She helped me out with the setup. Now, the big thing here, too, was the picnic. I showed Grace the picnic. This is incredible. A month ago, I said to my fiance, I said, we should do a picnic on the beach. Why did I say that, Kyle? I said that because if I were to just out of the blue say, let's do a picnic, she would know something's up. She is muy inteligente. Okay? Ooh. So, oh, you know, you're bilingual. Yes. <laughs> oh, you become a bilingual man. No kidding. Yeah. Good for you, Steve. So, That's good. That's really good so stuff. So I order this Amazon. It's beautiful. Jeez. Great price. 30 bucks. It was a great price. The ring? No. <laughs> the amazing clown. So the, the package comes, oh, and she's looking at it. God. She's like, oh, my God, this is incredible, yada, yada, yada. But why did you get this? It's just, you know, we don't need – it's not necessary. And I said, oh, let's just do it. But I told the friend, you have to have her do this picnic. Cool. We're, we're going to move here a little bit faster. Yeah, I don't want to put you on the clock. It's okay. just it's long and Tuesday out. morning, she had a doctor's appointment. She went. Everything went well? Everyone went well. Good. Everything good, went good. well. She was so, and she was looking at other, you know, she's talking to different, um, you know, job employers. To, she's looking for a different job. So she's so distracted. So I said, let's just go to the beach, right? Let's go to the beach. Mm -hmm. Go to the beach. Uh, with the picnic. We're just thinking we're going to do mate, we're going to do a, a little bit of a breakfast, whatever, with fruit. Oh, nice. I set up the whole thing. They went to the bathroom, came back, helped me out. Any whatever. yogurt? Any probiotics? No, no, it was just it was like fruit and a bunch okay. of stuff. I have That's a picture nice. of it no, with no, bananas no, go, go ahead. and stuff. Okay. So anyway, I tell her before we start to eat, I said, oh, why don't you and Nico get a picture together? And mm. they're like, yeah, yeah, oh my God, picture. This whatever. is the moment. Right, so I take a picture and I'm like, "Oh, we should get it too." Of course, before she turns to, you know, fix her hair or whatever it may be, and as soon as she turned, I had the uh ring oh. in my uh in my pocket. Mm. I was so nervous. I had something that I planned on saying. I had all these things like pregame show and um <laughs> and it just it just oh. it just went out the window, man. It just went out the window. I just asked, I just want to Spend the rest of my life with you, and that's nice. And you've got the four magic words in there. Will you marry? Will me? you marry me? And uh, no hesitation, right? She was no. an immediate yes. Oh yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. The crying, you know. I didn't cry though. I was close. I'm not gonna lie. You Very should have. Close. That would have meant. I know. That would have meant more to her. If you I know. Cried. 
and uh and on we went and it was incredible awesome moment and um yeah i'm super super happy super excited well listen congratulations to you you and your now beautiful fiance into a lifetime of happiness steven thank you i appreciate it kyle thank you also for uh because kyle doesn't have a ton of moments where he's very soft and will say like you know, good job or hey, I congratulate I'm, I'm happy you. for you. Uh-huh. Kyle did do that. He said congratulations. Yeah. And I think that is his tactic in life. He likes to not give me anything. So the one time he does give it to me, I am very, very like, whoa, he must mean this. And that's a good job, my I, friend. I meant it. I wanted to congratulate yeah. you on your proposal. Yeah. Uh, now, folks that are tuning in, you might not believe this, but this is Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this sorry, is the Miami guys. Marlins yeah, Hot yeah. Stove Show. Yeah. And we got a and, ton. Uh, yeah, we're actually, we Stephen and I are sitting in the umpire's locker room at Lone Depot <laughs> Park. We're not kidding. And the reason is because tonight is Fan Fest. It yep. is one of the best nights of the year. It is the, uh, for me, it's the unofficial start of baseball season. And so if you are looking for a little something to do tonight, FanFest begins at 4 p.m. It goes to 10 p.m. All you need to do is go to marlins.com slash FanFest. You can get yourself a free complimentary ticket. Parking is free tonight. A majority of the players will be here. There's a ton of fan activities. Um, There's actually a little component to this thing tonight called Swing for Your Seats. If you're an existing Marlins member, if you're thinking about becoming a season ticket holder, if you come here tonight and you purchase your season tickets and you're locked in for 2024, you can quite literally step to home plate at Lone Depot Park, and if you hit a home run, up to $10,000 of your season tickets are free. So really? if you buy two season tickets and the total is 9000 bucks, and you come here and hit a home run tonight, Ooh. your season tickets are essentially free for the 2024 season. Uh, and we're going to wrap everything up tonight with a fireworks spectacular later Pumped on this for the evening. fireworks. Uh, I'm going to host a State of the Marlins, which is kind of like the State of the Union. It's an yep. election year, <laughs> so I'm running. Um, <laughs> we're going to do that with Peter Bendix and Skip Schumacher around 5 o'clock. Um, now there's a lot of scuttlebutt on social media that there's some uh, reimagined looking uniforms yes. and jerseys for 2024. Those might just be released a little after the six o'clock hour. We know nothing. But you a jersey uh, guy or no? Couldn't care less. I love jerseys. I, I love how do. they look. I, I I'm yeah, very I excited about what we're about to unveil. Uh, there's going to be Marlins pitchers panel around seven o'clock. All the Bally Sports Florida crew will be here signing autographs all night long. Um, and who is that? Uh, Paulie, uh, Severino, whoever Rod, can make it. Kelly, Tommy. Rod, Tommy, Gabby, though, the whole crew will be here. Um, photo opportunity with Billy the Marlins. So anyway, uh, the reason we are doing a special episode in our final Marlins Hot Stove Show of the off season tonight from 3 to 5 is because it's Fan Fest. So please come out to Lone Depot Park. Stephen and I will be uh, out and about. Stephen will have a signing session uh, a little after uh, Stop 6.30. It. Stop it. And uh, you can get your tickets at marlins.com slash fanfest for that. He's only limiting to 100 autographs tonight. <laughs> he doesn't want to overdo it. It's like trading cards. You can't get too many of them, and then they're worth nothing. Uh, how many autographs have you signed in your life? Um, two, one I remember for sure. It was middle school. I had like 31 <laughs> no, points. I swear to God. Steven. I had 31, and what they did was they put – the the announcements in the morning, oh, no. they would say, "Oh, pledge of allegiance," you know, yada yada yada, and they would say, "Oh, last night the Carl Sandburg Cougars won. Steven Strom led the team with 31 points." And what I a ball someone, hog in middle school! I had did you forget how to, to pass? Uh, no, no, I actually played point in that. That was the only time I played point in middle school. But okay. yeah, no, so two. 
but I don't know. Not much the other a, facilita- a facilitator from the point if you're jacking them up. <laughs> yeah. So then the other time you signed an autograph was one. I don't know. I forget, but I'm I'm just thinking it's two. I just know for for sure one of can them. Can you sign on your notebook there so I can see what it looks like? Nah, I mean it's not what you think. It's you not put like your a number. It's just your name. No, it's just it's like this. This is good radio. That's horrific. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm That's saying. Terrible. I, I, th- I don't have like a official signature. I just right. never thought it was. Uh, it now, you use. alluded, we did a bunch of interviews yesterday. Seriously, Stephen and I on Media Day yesterday, we did 11 interviews Incredible. with Marlins players. We're going to run two of them on the Hot Soap Show here tonight. About 18 awesome minutes with Jesus Lazardo and about 11 minutes with Tanner Scott. And let me preface all of these interviews by saying if you're looking for some real good baseball chat, you probably come it. to the wrong place yeah. because I think we talked about anything but baseball. Uh, you know what? There was a little bit of baseball in some of them. No, there there always a little bit of baseball sprinkled in every yes, one of them. Yes, but we, but we wanted to get the personalities. Yeah. I mean, listen, Kyle, like, and we both agree on this. We sit and we talk baseball for 162 games plus spring training plus the playoffs. Hopefully, in 2024. Look, we, we there's only so much baseball you want to talk about. I thought particularly the relievers. We got a lot out of them. They're interesting. They're funny. Talk to Nick. For- Almost a lot of the relievers, Nick Fortes, and I think he might have been the only position player. Yes. I think it was, yeah. I think he was the only position player. Just a, a bunch of the pitchers. Boy, are they weird. The Okert, Puck. Yeah. Let me see what we have in here. I mean, just Brax, Scott Fortes, Lizardo, Garrett, Anthony Bender, Nardi. who's coming back from Tommy John surgery, Andrew Nardi. You know, the one that stood out the most mm-hmm. was Ryan Weathers. He was phenomenal. He was I our first guest. He was our first guest in the morning, and I thought he was fantastic for a myriad of reasons. But number one, the way that he sees and breaks down the game, I was so impressed. Yeah. At times, almost it felt like I was back in high school, just confused uh, as he was far great. as the classroom goes. And obviously his dad, David Weathers, was an incredible big yes. leaguer. And uh, we don't want to spoil too much of the conversation, but uh, he talks with his dad after every single start. They watch video together. Uh, when would you like to put all of this wonderful content out? Do you well, have a plan? I think we should have a schedule, but I first we're going to have Lazardo, we're going to have Scott on. We'll post that as we play their interviews. But then, I mean, leading up to spring training, I think there should be some sort of a content schedule. Okay. And we unveil them as we go. Uh, make sure you check us out, Marlins Radio on YouTube, Fox Sports 940 Miami, the iHeartRadio app. If you miss any of our live show tonight, it'll be on the Marlins podcast page. They have tasked us with chatting a little bit of baseball between 3 and 5 o'clock. I don't know if we're going to do it, but we're <laughs> going to take a break, and we'll have more when we come back for you right here on your home for Marlins baseball, Fox Sports 940 Miami in the iHeartRadio app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Boys of Summer are back for Marlins Fan Fest 2024. Live from Lone Depot Park with a special edition of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Kyle Seeloff and Steven Straw, Fox Sports 940. Back with you on Fox Sports 940 Miami. 
and the iHeartRadio app with Stephen Schramm. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Stephen and I are live from Lone Depot Park for FanFest 2024. Again, if you're coming to the ballpark tonight, uh, super simple. Everything is free. Parking is free. Admission is free. All you need to do is claim a ticket by going to marlins.com slash FanFest before you arrive. So make sure you come check uh Come check things out tonight. Come hang out with us, and uh, a majority of the players on the 40-man roster are here. We saw a bunch of them yesterday, Stephen, and uh, I think almost every single one of them will be back tonight. Now, uh, we had our, uh, I would say, final regular hot stove show on Tuesday. This is a a, a spectacular and a special here tonight. But following Tuesday's show, a little bit of Marlins news. Again, I don't think it's anything to go crazy about, but it's it's one of those small, subtle moves that you just don't simply don't know if it pays dividends at some point this season. The Marlins signed Trey Mancini to a minor league deal with an invitation to big league camp. He is a young man that's 31 years old. He's got a crazy story, and you might think to yourself, why do I know that name? I like baseball. He was the uh, he was the young man that had the colon cancer yeah. back in 2020. Yeah. Severe, severe, severe. Comeback player of the year. He went to spring training that year, and they did his physical, and he didn't know something was wrong. Uh, and basically so that was treated immediately in 2020. Uh, so he missed 2020. Prior to 2020, his best season with Baltimore was 2019 when he slugged 35 homers and drove in 97. He's tailed off a little bit since then. If he does make the big league club, it is um, the that it's the major league minimum because he's still under contract with the Chicago Cubs. He signed a pretty uh, a pretty hefty deal two yeah. years 14 million dollars last year did not make it through the season with the cubs they're on the hook to pay him seven million dollars this year so that's kind of low risk high reward for miami again a guy that's got a track record of being really good hasn't been great since he's actually come back from his cancer um this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But you don't know, right? So take a flyer on a guy like that. We'll see him in spring training. and. Uh, maybe a change of scenery will do him well, and we'll see what he can bring to the table for the Marlins if he gets an opportunity this year. Yeah, I think the big thing is the minor league deal, right? This isn't this is very low risk, high reward. I think when you look at it, um, he's had a history, like you said, in Baltimore. He had a big time year, AL Comeback Player of the Year in 2021, won um, the World Series in 2022. By the way, he's exactly he's won before, and I think uh, I don't want to compare it to like Yuli Gurriel, but that kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. it in a way. He's a he's a first. I mean, Gurriel really played first base. At least Mancini can play in the outfield a little bit, but similar, right? Comes here, he's he won a World Series, probably, um, but you know, a lot younger than Gurriel was. I don't want to compare the two, but a guy that comes here and like you said, you never know. When you sign someone like this, you look down the road and you look down a couple of months later, look at his numbers, and you think, oh, wow, I didn't think that this was a big-time move back on January 24th, and now all of a sudden he's playing a, a, a key role on this team. And, and I think given the Marlins' circumstance and how they win games, you, you look through each month last year, Kyle, 
and there was someone that had a great week or someone that had a great two weeks that I don't want to say carried them. I think that's too strong of a word, but maybe propelled them to wins or situations where it was positive for the Marlins. This can be a guy, right, where you can look back and say, all right, in the month of May, Mancini had a really nice week and kickstarted them for that week, whatever it may be. Moves like this are also important in one regard. You don't know how seasons are going to play out. So if you take a flyer on a guy like Trey Mancini, he lights the world on fire, and you don't feel like you're in contention in July, and he's a trade candidate. If you flip him for a young prospect in a system because somebody's in need of a Trey Mancini out there for a World Series contender, and the guy that you flip him for becomes a big leaguer and you got six years of service and he becomes a good player, these are the type of guys you get because you don't know where he'll lend his services. Right. Maybe the Marlins make the playoffs again, and Trey Mancini has a massive part in it because he was unbelievable from start to finish. Maybe you trade him. Maybe he never makes it. But it doesn't hurt to grab a guy like this and bring him to camp. And also, by the way, we do this song and dance every spring. Nobody's going to stay healthy. All Nobody. You're not going to start the season with the same 26 you finished with. In fact, I'd be willing to bet my bottom dollar that about a week into the season – going to have transactions yep somebody's going to have a little nagging hammy or a a back it happens you have to have some depth we talked about it all last season look at what happened with the pitching man right and i i know we joked with you jonathan davis they made that move that's depth davis is back that is depth trey mancini could prove to be depth and you might need him three games in because Bell gets hit in the bicep. He's yeah, got we don't, I don't even want to say it. I know. You, know, but, you don't even but, want to say but it. But that stuff happens. No, but look at last year, even like with the starting pitching, Cueto and, and Rogers gone, and then look who filled at least Cueto's spot, and look what he's blossomed into in Braxton Garrett. You know, and it's different situation with Mancini. Again, we're just trying to give you the no, best sort of analogy. No, but it is important that this organization has yeah. depth. We talked about a depth, depth or lack thereof. But it's also it's depth with a smart deal to me. Like it's one thing sure, to add depth, but sure. I, I just like the the idea of getting. Well, there's him a on level a of comfortability deal. if Trey Mancini. Look, if um, let's say he goes through camp, he doesn't make the roster, and he elects to stay with the team because he'll probably have an opt out sure. towards the end of spring training. Veterans do that; they can opt out if they're having a great spring. They'll try to latch on with somebody else. If that's not the case, you've got a guy like Trey Mancini in AAA. You've got a guy like Jonathan Davis. There's comfortability knowing that the guys that you may potentially need, and you will at some point. You can't say that well, you won't need them. You'll need them. The guys you bring up have big league experience, and they just fit right in, and they know what it takes to win at this level. So. Um, I would suspect the Marlins will make more moves like that. I see everything on Twitter. We know nothing more than everybody else and what they see. All reports indicate that they will make a transaction in terms of a major league free agent signing before spring training. What that is, we don't know. Is it more catching? Is it a shortstop? Right now it looks like that they're going to platoon at shortstop with Birdie and Vidal Brujan. Um, But my suspicion is that they will make a free agent signing, and if they don't, they don't. They don't. And, yeah. You know, they a lot of the same cast of characters that made it to the postseason last year is back. The notable absences being Sandy on the mound and Jorge Soler at the plate. But other than that, a lot of the same guys that uh, proved everybody wrong last year is back in 2024. I also want to add this last thing on Mancini, and I'm hoping that this is what the Marlins could become. I don't want to – like I'm big on the system, but I, I, I love the group of – hitting coaches that they have as well. With mm-hmm. John Mabry being promoted, Bill Miller. You also have Jason Hart, who's still there. 
this group did an incredible job. Uh, look at someone like Josh Bell who came from Cleveland and he was on a down year and he completely flipped his 2023 with this hitting group. They right. simplify things. They do it differently. Who knows? Someone like Mancini can come in here and that's all it takes, dude. You get comfortable around these guys. You, you maybe, uh, Bill Miller tells him, look at it different. Look at it this way. And then he looks at it this way and all of a Correct. sudden he kickstarts something. But now you have a track record Brian De La Cruz had a great year last year. Jesus Sanchez, uh, um, Josh Bell, Jake Berger comes here. All we heard about Jake Berger, oh, he strikes out a lot. He hits a lot of home runs. Well, he didn't hit a lot of home runs, but he had, like, the highest exit velo on the team since he got there. Why do you think that? Is it Jake Berger? Yes, of course, but it also has to do something with, with the coaching staff and the hitting staff, and I think they've done a great job. Yeah, so we'll see. Again, I think you're going to see a multitude of other moves like that. And I think the possibility still exists that the Marlins make a transaction that might be of real substance. Maybe they choose to trade a major leaguer off the roster now in exchange for other major leaguers. I, I know Arise's name has been floated out there. He and the club did not reach um, an agreement there in arbitration, so that will go that'll go to court. Um, but obviously, Jesus Lazardo's name is out there, and we asked him yesterday. Um, are we using that one tonight? Yeah, we're using. Yeah, we're using that tonight. Yeah. You'll hear him we'll say hear. that there's nothing that you can really worry about. I don't worry about it. Um, so, you know, look, we'll see. Spring training starts in three weeks, February 14th or 15th. Those guys are going to report. There's still some time left in the off season, and it also doesn't preclude them from making a move during spring training. You just don't know. A couple of uh, ex-Marlins signed with teams yesterday. Who? How about David Robertson? Yeah, the Rangers. To the Rangers and Matt Moore to the Angels. Matt Moore goes back to Los Angeles or Anaheim. I don't even know what they're calling it these days. Um, be the Angels. It'll be the yes, – well, is it Anaheim? It's L-A-A-A and then They're the Los, Los Angeles, Angeles of Anaheim. They used to be the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They've dropped the other sure. Anaheim. So a couple of Marlins that played in 2023 found some deals as well. It's been slow, man. And Solaire's been, still – I know. Solaire's still out there. Looking, searching. Uh, I mentioned Gurriel. I, I saw a couple things on Twitter. He hasn't decided anything. He, he probably has a decision to make if he wants yeah, to Yeah, if he wants playing. to retire, yeah. Um, so – I don't know. We'll see. I think there's some teams that obviously feel like they're in the driver's seat. I'm sure the Diamondbacks and the Rangers both feel really good about their situations. Diamondbacks made a couple of moves, I think, to shore things up and feel like they have a chance to get back there. Uh, Mets have been relatively quiet under David Stearns. That has not been allowed off season for them. Braves have made some moves. Yeah, right? Braves have been I mean, active, uh, and they just extended their GM. Alex, Alex Anthopoulos, who's been unbelievable. 2031. Yeah, and that'll he'll continue to get extended if he continues to yeah, find all those team-friendly deals and sign guys for 10 years and $100 million bucks, and that band is going to be together forever. Uh, I'm sure the Nationals are going to be better as we talk specifically about the National League East. The they Phillies just signed been, Gallo. Yeah, and the Phillies have been relatively quiet too. You know, look, the Gallo deal is very similar to what I'm talking about with the Marlins. Now, obviously, Gallo is on a major league deal, but those are the type of guys, if the Nationals are not in contention in July and Gallo's hit 25 home runs He's at trade the deadline, yep. you trade them because the Nationals are still in that, you know, if there's three phases to their rebuild – you know, they're probably in phase three, and I would say come 2025, that Nationals team is going to be poised uh, to make a lot of noise, if you like that cliche, in baseball. So, I don't know, Mets got who? Sean Manaya. Uh, who was the big Braves move? There's a couple. but uh, The pitcher. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking. The the, the Braves transit. Uh, Chris Sale, thank you very much. Ricardo Wanche back home in the Fox Sports 940 
Marlins Radio Network Studios, right? So Chris Sale goes to Atlanta. Interesting move for me, um, given his track record and in his injury history in the last couple of years. I mean, I'll be curious to see. Yeah, if he sale. stays healthy, oh, for the love of God, help me. <laughs> Two oh. years, $38 million. Oh, I know. It's unbelievable. But, you know, they're willing to take a fly. You know, that's that's not a move like the Marlins are going to make. You're not going to see a two-year $38 million deal in Miami right now. In a couple of years, maybe. They're just not in a situation right now, especially under the uh, tutelage and the guidance of Peter Bendix. That's that's not a quote-unquote raise move. And I know yeah. we keep coming back to that, but that's what they're going to mimic here. And I know, and, I, and I'll, we'll take a break here in a second, Skip Schumacher is going to join us in 10 minutes uh, here on a special edition of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Barry Jackson in the Miami Herald uh, had a very nice article a couple of days ago about Peter Bendix and what he's done so far. And this is, I know it'll be unpopular with fans, and it's not going to sell tickets, but in year one under Peter Bendix, the infrastructure of this organization, and they are going to have to put money towards it, and they are, is what's important. Yep. Because ultimately in two, three, four, five years, if you want to get to a place that the Tampa Bay Rays are in where they compete for a World Series every year, you have to have the right people here. You have to invest, whether it's your dietary and nutritional needs from the Dominican Republic all the way to Miami. Millions of dollars has to be invested in that stuff. Analytics personnel, all of that stuff because – it doesn't work if you don't spend that kind of money, and they have committed to that here again. It might not the sell The key thing, though, when he does talk about that is that he's not trying to sacrifice the short term. And that's a very good point. They have made it very clear, and if you don't believe him by now, I don't know what to tell you. They've not traded this entire roster. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, 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 Jorge Soler opted out of his deal. They we were talking yesterday, like we're like, uh, how many guys did the Marlins really lose? I mean, we talked about Soler, and that's a big off one. the roster. That's a big one. One, it's Jorge Soler. That right. was thirty-four bombs then, last year, whatever it was, and obviously right. it was Sandy. But they've made it very clear they're not just they're they're not phoning in twenty twenty-four, and nor should they. They don't have to. There's a yeah. lot of really good players here, but but you have to understand, and I understand the history here of the fans feeling like they've been burnt. But I would trust what they're doing because they've already proven they're not blowing up this year's roster. And I know this is this this ain't the sexy part of it, but they have to invest in the infrastructure of the organization. If that's if that requires hiring a dozen analytical personnel, obviously a guy like Gabe Kapler is going to oversee a lot of the nutrition side of things. Yep. We chatted with Rachel Balkovec, who is now in charge of player development. All of those systems have to be put in place. You have to draft well, and that has to happen for years. There's a way to do this, and they're going to try to mimic what's been done in Tampa. There's a way to do it. It is going to take a little bit of time, but to your point, Stephen, it's a very good point. Peter said this when he was hired. I'm not just blowing this thing up. Correct. We are going to be competitive. We're going to put a product on the field that the fans are going to be proud of. Does that mean we spent $100 million in free agency? No. Does that mean they're going to tank? No. They're going to be very smart yeah. about what they do. That that's that to me is is the most important thing, and the infrastructure that that is priority number one. I think with Peter Bendix, he, he wants to make sure. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he just wants to make sure that all these levels are at least equal or or getting to that consistent. They need to catch up with the rest of the league yeah, in some of those with areas. With the with the prospects and right. with the minor league system. And on this on the literal second floor of this ballpark, a new room created for a dozen new analytical people. Dude, you I have to do that. I stuff. think like we can sit and talk about free agents, but what about front office free agent signings? I mean, yes. where would the Marlins yes. be? And I know it comes with hiring a new general manager, which the Marlins did, but again, this is a unique situation. They just won 84 games. They got to the postseason for the first time in a full season since 2003 but if you look at I guess 
free agent front office hirings, I mean, the Marlins have done a really nice job filling out a lot of different roles. And I think the one thing we talked about with all the guests that we've had on during this hot stove period is they're both, they're all unique. They all want to find different ways to win and they all want to be a little bit different. And sorry to stop you, but that, go ahead. And I thought about this. All of this was done with a certain intent. They don't Absolutely. want one person that fits a certain mold to be in here. We want a weird, intriguing mind, and I mean this in the best of ways, like Gabe Kapler, who even said himself, uh, you know, he's, he's not he's a not, beige wall. Right. He's not a beige wall. Rachel Balkovec, a totally different background. Gabe Kapler, totally different background. Frankie Polari from Seattle, who's done terrific things out there. Different Vinesh Confin, who just won a World Series in Texas. They're bringing people in from different backgrounds with different opinions, and they see things differently than one another. Because if you just get the same person, you're just going to agree all the time. I know, right? I know, so I know. Th- there's intent and there's purpose with absolutely everything that they've done. And it's exciting. It is going to take time. This team at the big league level will continue to stay competitive. I'm excited to see where it goes. All right. That's, I, 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 I can only do so much more baseball stuff. <laughs> I don't want to bore people to death. But it's a good conversation to have. Get a hold of Steven on Twitter if you want to further that conversation. He'd love to chat with you, Steven Strom, on Twitter. Is it underscore? It's it? at S-S-T-R-O-M S- underscore. Underscore. Yeah. At S-S-T-R-O-M underscore. Uh, he's running out of room for people to follow him now. He's up to over a million. <laughs> okay, let's take a break here on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. The Marlins manager and the 2023 National League manager of the year, Skip Schumacher, will join us on the other side of this break. Total Miami Marlins coverage is underway. Baseball is back. back, back. Kyle Seeloff and Steven Strom are on Fox Sports 940. Back here on a special edition of the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show with Steven Strom. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Good to be with you. Uh, you know, it's been a long off season. There's been a little happening. Steven and I have done this for a couple of months now. At times, not a whole lot to talk about. Did a little Mancini talk a couple of minutes ago. We did Steven's engagement in uh, segment one. And now the 2023 National League Manager of the Year, Skip Schumacher, is going to join us on the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show. Uh, He was incredible last year. He doesn't like it when we talk about him. He doesn't like to talk about himself. But, Skip, here's what we can actually do. If you have anything on your mind, Stephen and I will uh, take off our headsets. We'll shut the door. We'll give you 20 (laughs) minutes. We'll come back in. Whatever's on your mind. Skip, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? You ready? You need another month? Tell us what we can do for you. You You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I think, you know, once the new year hits, um, that's when you kind of get the itch and, um, you know, really start grinding on the roster and um, looking at, you know, the guys that you are, the new guys, some of the guys you're trying to get better, some of the guys that maybe were hurt all year last year, what how they're looking in the off season. So I think um, even as a player, as soon as that after New Year's hit, man, you start you start really getting the juices flowing. Well, it was a great year. 2023 was great. Season wraps up. How do you spend the off season? You just dad. You do the grocery shopping at home. What do you do? I try not to get in my wife's way. So she um, does the shopping. You think you're jumping in and you're going to help her, and she wants your help, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Like she does not want your help. She has her own rhythm, her own routine. Yeah. Um. You know, my son started driving. That was a big deal this year. Wow. How's he doing? Uh, he's doing great. Yeah. Um. Seat belts on. Do the speed limit. That man. was weird. First he, test pass. 
No seconds. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have this app, Life360, so I have an idea of how fast he's going everywhere. Really? Where he's at. Yeah, it's a great app. Wow. Um, so that, <laughs> that's like chipping your kid. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's, a, that's a game changer. Who taught him the parallel park? Uh, st- it's just much different now with those big cameras, the cameras and everything. It's yeah. like the easiest thing of all time. Um, he backs in everywhere because the cameras Ooh. and everything. So, yeah. But um, So that was a pretty cool moment for our family, definitely for my wife because she's at home wa- in California while I'm here during the season. And getting them to their sporting events and school events and everything by herself, is n- it, it was hard. Um, so now he's our Uber driver, and it's, it's been going great. <laughs> Mom's the hero of the family while you're gone. Brody's got his license. Are you on the back deck grilling? You a grilling guy? You I like love the grill. grill. Um, we cook at home as much as we can. It's a little bit more challenging with the kids and their you know, sports schedules to have dinner at home all the time. Um, and now that my son drives, he thinks he can just <laughs> go through <laughs> everywhere and eat out all the time, which is like not happening. And he's finding out quickly that, um, you know, that he, we started putting money in an account and like, all right, this is yours now. This is yours for the month. That does disappear, you, young it, man. It, yeah, yeah, it goes away quick. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I love to grill. I love steaks. I love trying new things. Good. Um, uh, the cast iron was a big deal Ooh, for me. This don't clean it now. Trying to fi- I know, Ooh. I know. Um, but putting different, you know, just trying new things. Um, but yeah, we we love to cook and eat at home. It's like the one time you can get the family all together and talk. How do you eat your steak? Medium. Uh, like the temp? Yeah, medium. medium. Yeah, medium. Yeah, I'm a medium a little guy bit less. Too. Yeah, I'm a medium. Now it's disrespectful if you go to a nice steakhouse and you ask for like steak sauce, but I'm I like it. You like steak sauce? Yeah. As long as you salt and pepper it, I'm good to go. I don't need it. Fancy steakhouses? Do you put? You ask for a little A1 sauce on the side? No chance. Yeah, no. I will look at you sideways yeah. if you even order that. Oh, yeah, no. that you can't do that. Salt and pe- salt and pepper is the only way to go. You know, Steve and I have been chatting. We're tapped out of baseball talk. Yeah, we don't want to talk. Ba- can We're we not talk baseball? Can we just you got nothing chat? else? Huh? It's over. No, we do have a lot. Do you want to do love it or leave it with Skip before we do the baseball stuff? No, I want to save, save love it or leave it. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I, you had three three ejections this year. You we're in the, the umpire's three? locker room here the, at Long yeah. Depot Park, yeah. by the way. Oh, in this ballpark? No, you had three ejections. Total? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. did a nice job. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah. self-control was at an all-time high. Had way more. Than that. I'm sorry, you had you had four: the Giants, the Mets, and Cincinnati twice. <laughs> yeah, those back-to-back nights. I what, think, what was your favorite one? <laughs> My favorite yeah. one? Well, we're in the umpire's <laughs> locker room. These are some of your best friends. We'd yeah. love to know. Yeah, because I I like the burger one the best. Because that was hot. I was intense. We, you know, w- that was at the end of the season. We needed that game, and you were like, "No, no, no, no! You're not going to throw out my guy." Because he threw out Burger. Remember that? I um, remember. You don't remember? Yeah, I no, I remember. I remember him. You remember? Um, <sighs> my favorite <laughs> one. Um, I don't know if I can I answer that. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. I just want you to find. No, uh, no, all right, find the uh, probably the San Fran one when uh, there oh, was a stallings. Yeah, yes. th- there was uh, an fans. umpire. I felt like called timeout, and then he didn't call timeout. Right. But he said he called timeout, and so I. That was a very confusing yes. time for me. Um, still a little bit confused, and uh, end up losing that game, and so that was a. That one didn't make much sense, um, but one of the most animated. Probably ejections. Yep. All I ever have. Um, How much of a cool down period do you need when they when they excuse you from that evening's festivities? Well, here uh, I have a nice presidente like right away. <laughs> <You do. laughs> it's cold, huh? That's, that's good. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, just to take the edge yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
And uh, so usually that that calms calms down. But I think you know some of it is you know protecting the player. Some you don't want to get inject, ejected, honestly, but you have to um, to protect the player so they come in and and they stay in the game and you take the fall or whatever it is. So a lot of it is you know sometimes you have to do it and you don't want to do it. Um, I remember in Cincinnati there was one time I got ejected on the mound. Um, and I just wanted him to hear like how he was screwing everybody, yes. that type of thing. Yeah, the mound visit. Um, yeah, but I, that time was not maybe one of the times I really where I really wanted to get kicked out. I just felt like we needed, we were just dead. Mm-hmm. Like it was just there's no energy. It's that part of the year, and we were like suffocating. We needed to win that. People series. don't see that side of the game where you got it. Yo, fellas, here's a little juice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you so, can't do it a lot. You yeah, select your times. Yeah, and the umpire was actually doing really good that night, um, <laughs> and I just I had enough, and so I just had to like get them going and walk off. And Umpires usually know too; they know. I told them the next day, I was like, "Listen, that wasn't for yeah. you. You're just a rookie, you know, umpire, and you're gonna have to wear it." He didn't like it still, but <laughs> that's just kind of what it was. Could you have rolled that tarp in New York by yourself? I tried. Yeah. I started trying. Yeah. The whole thing about that is like, I mean, I. I have tarped many fields, many. Especially in the minor leagues growing up probably too, right? Santa Barbara, like we would tarp the field before school started, and then um, the only way to practice was to tarp in the morning, go to school, and then take the tarp off. So that kind of set me off when someone told me that I didn't know how to tarp or didn't know what I was doing. Disrespectful. You've been around this game a long time. So when you think back on last year, like what is the craziest or one of the craziest – things that you guys had to overcome or the moments that you're like, how the heck did we do this? How did we get through this part? Or how did we win this game? I mean, what what stands out to you about the craziness last year? There's a few things. Um, you know, just spring training was a disaster, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not winning at all. Um, you know, trying to build relationships with guys and our guys trying to our staff trying to build relationships with the front office and the players and the clubhouse guys and and then the product on the field just was ugly. I mean, you're watching it. The WBC guys were not back yet, mm. um, and so it started out like you know we're looking at each other like, oh my god, like <laughs> am I are we the right people for this? Like we're not getting through. Maybe we are, but it, man, it's a slow. It was a slow process, and then the WBC guys came back, and that's when. Um, you know, you saw like the product could be real and that's when that was exciting. So that started like, um, that's, that was like the start of some things like, we're like, oh man, I don't know if yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know if she picked the right guy. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, but like throughout the season, the toughest part, um, or the most exciting, the Yankee game was, a, you know, the comeback in the ninth, um, was crazy against Holmes. And then, uh, maybe the Cardinal game when Hicks, Hicks threw it away. Yep. Um, you know, those were some, you know, pretty fun, crazy moments. Um, the hardest thing I would say, injuries, you know, like the pitching, the pitching was tough and, you know, we had to somehow get to the playoffs in the month of September with two healthy starters at the time, um, which is not easy. And then some guys on, you know, pitch limits or whatever it was. And so it was, uh, it was challenging for sure. Um, but credit to those players, man, they, they didn't care. Like, like, we're, we're good. You know, let's go. We'll open with whoever and we'll you know, start whoever, you know, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we're going to win the game. And um, so that's a credit to the leadership in that clubhouse. Let me ask you this, because now that I look back, it's probably unfair to ask this during the season. I asked you a couple of times at where you felt like, man, this team's pretty good. During the season, it's hard because you're in the thick of it. But as you had time to reflect, 
when you look back on 2023 this offseason, can you really pinpoint, was it a month in or all those crazy one-run games, the big hit in the seventh inning, you were like, these guys are starting to believe a little bit, man. Like, you got to have some of those moments. I want to answer after Skip. Okay, go okay. ahead. What do you, I mean, you're, you know, that's hard in this season for me to ask you that to have an answer. But when you really did reflect, do you, do you, can you kind of target a certain area where you're like, man, these guys believe a little bit? Yeah, I think, um, I think when you start playing against teams that you think are going to be playoff bound and you start matching up with and beating the Phillies or the yeah, Diamondbacks yeah. or yeah. some of these teams that you really think high of. Diamondbacks in hindsight um, took care of them too. Yeah, um, that's when you're like, okay, you know, we, we're we beating guys like Wheeler and we're beating guys like Gallon and like so, you know, as, as you know, what our offense ranked in the league, well, we're doing enough to win. Um, and that's a credit to our pitching staff and our bullpen, obviously. But we're beating real dudes. And um, and so I think that's when it really started. Like, they started believing if I'm beating, you know, Cy Young Award winners and then teams that just were, right. were in the World Series. Um, and that's where it started for me. And then also, you know, after the All-Star break, we hit a skid. It wasn't good. Um but that's when I saw what they were made of, which mm. was great. Because so, we were on, you know, 14 games over or whatever it was before the break. Vanquished and it. it was going great. <laughs> but we never really hit that skid yet and to see what we were made of. I knew it was going to happen. We were not a 20-game over 500 team. It just stuff, – stuff was just going right, right? And so something was going to even out eventually. Did I like it to go – that, that was far quick. South quick. That was quick. No, that's that happened quick. That's not what I was looking for. <laughs> I think it opened with eight eight losses in a row yeah, out of the Baltimore too. It wasn't great. Yeah, no. it wasn't great. Um, we'll rehash I, that. Yeah, I also <laughs> didn't realize how good Baltimore was. Oh um, my gosh! You know, because I you know you watch them on TV, but you don't know until you play them and start scouting them, and you're just like, oh boy, you know, this is a good young team. Um, and then you know we got our teeth kicked in, but I think the um, but I think you know realizing. You know, let's see what these guys are made of. Um, that was a, that was a big deal. Steve, you, you tell me. You've got it pinpointed. Two. Middle of the season, it was the Angels sweep going into Anaheim because we were on that or the Marlins were on that long West Coast trip. Lost two out of three against the Giants. Lost three out of four against the Rockies. And you needed to sweep to have a 500 road mm -hmm. trip. And I think we beat Otani. Yep, you did. Swept the Angels, and then later in the season, Okunia went down. But when they when you guys swept the Braves, I was like, they're gonna get to the, they got it. They're gonna they they have the the belief, whatever it may be, whatever cliche you want to use. I just felt like momentum after that that was gonna propel you into the postseason. Yeah, cause that you know that um, last month, six weeks, whatever it was, that, that schedule was nasty too. Nasty. That September um, schedule, yeah. Dodgers, Brewers, yep. Braves. Yeah, it was nasty, and you know every critic was, was were telling us how hard it was, and we weren't gonna you know make it because of how hard the schedule is. And I, again, I think you know once once you get through that main skid in the season, everyone's gonna have it. Mm -hmm. You find out what you're made of, and there was still belief. We acquired the right guys at the right time. Um, and, and that really helped us get through that September. I know we keep rehashing 2023. So let's look ahead. Look, it's it's been a quiet off season. You can't beat around the bush. 
Um, Steve and I have talked a lot about a lot of the same guys that did what many thought were improbable last year coming back. Obviously, there's a notable absence on the mound with Sandy, um, and a lot of homers and Jorge Soler are not here. Look, there's a lot of guys back, and we understand that there hasn't been a major league free agent signing, and who knows if that's going to come or what's going to transpire over the course of the next couple of weeks. But your level of excitement to see a lot of these same guys back with the experience that they had last year of for, for many for the first time getting to the postseason. Well, Sandy, there's a lot of innings that we got to cover. Right. Um, Solaire, a lot of home runs right. and offense that we have to cover. Matt Moore, Robertson, we had some dudes in the back end bullpen yep. also. Yep. Late that, in the year, yep. Yeah, that late in the year that really helped us um, when, you know, we couldn't throw Tanner Scott every single day or whoever it was. So that really helped. So the bottom line is guys have to um, step up and hopefully take the next step in their career. Um, the guys that I'm looking forward to seeing is it Trevor Rogers healthy. I was looking forward to it last year. Saw like 25 innings. Um, yeah. Really hoping to see what he looks like. Braxton's second full season yeah. on the mound. Right. Um, can he throw more innings and cover some of these innings? I think Zeus is an ace. Um, he would have been an he was our ace when Sandy went down. Mm -hmm. He's looking like our ace this year yep. um, coming into the season. There's no doubt about it. He would have been an ace on a lot of teams last year. Um, what does Max Meyer look like? Um, what does Ryan Weathers come in and look like? It we chatted with Ryan Weathers yesterday. That kid had my jaw on the floor. Yep. The way he talked about the game and the way that he felt – where he feels like he's at now, in the breath of fresh air he said he had when he went to Jacksonville and got a fresh start last year. I don't know him well enough. I loved watching him in Pittsburgh. We both walked away from that interview being like, wow. I'm very excited to see yeah. what Ryan Weathers could potentially bring, what he looks like in the spring. And he's still young. Nasbitt's he's 23. Too. People forget how he young he is. Early. Yeah. I mean, I was in San Diego when he was brought up in the COVID year. and uh, maybe, Playoffs, right? Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, maybe rushed a little bit, but at the time we were trying to win the right. World Series and he was our best left-handed option. We had it. Clevenger got hurt. Got, a couple guys got hurt, and um, and he stepped up and did great. So I'm excited to see him. Um, obviously, Yuri is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I say Zeus is the ace, but Yuri's right there. Uh, but it'll be another year development for him. It's yep. not like he's going to make 32 starts and yep. toss. And to clarify, yeah, he's going to have limitations. We'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, I don't want to put a number on anybody yet. Right. And uh, but he's. He's going to pitch more than he did last year. I can promise you that. Um, and then, you know, so and then you talk about the offensive side. Um, what's a healthy Jazz look like? I know people have talked about that yeah, now I know. for a I was BP years. with him on uh, Instagram Live. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it was, I was on Instagram Live. <laughs> you should uh, always be prepared. You're on Instagram Live now. if you're with yeah, Jazz, okay? I do now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know how to do an Instagram Live on my phone. <laughs> and apparently I was on it uh, with Jazz. I was told by my daughter. Um, but he looks great physically. Uh, everybody's going to say with the old cliche, best shape of my life. Yep. He looks really good. He put on the right weight, the right type of weight. He's physical. Um, he was doing his conditioning work with no issues with his toe, which was a really good sign. Um, and he was hitting every single day, and he was with the trainer that I trained. I know the trainer back home uh, in California, and that was uh, really good to see him get after it. Now can we figure out how to get him you know, healthy? healthy. How important um, is it for him to understand that if it's the middle of April, you cannot crash into the wall in center field and try to make a heroic play because it might knock you out for two months? That's got to be hard for a young player to grasp. Well, I also think you know, you can't play scared. Um, so yeah. it's a fine line, yeah, right? It is. Yeah, um, right? And so I think that's, uh, uh, you know, how do you how do you do? I never n knew how to play like eighty percent. 
like what I don't know what that means. You can't give up on a ball. You, you got to try. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. Hard. It's a weird dynamic. Your, yeah. your instincts, your competitive nature, kind of take over. Now in spring training, you can do that. But right, right, you right. know, you're playing the Phillies in the ninth inning in April. Right. Probably going to go catch that ball. Right. You know, it's just it's tough. Um, so I think not playing scared, just play, and then see what happens. I think is probably the the best way to go about it. Um, but be smart. Um, and then uh, it, there's a lot of guys that you're hoping to have bounce back years. I mean, it's just what it is. Obviously, Bell and Berger were outstanding for us after the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, nice I to have Bell back. Bell, big, big absolutely, piece. my opinion, leader of the clubhouse, um, the biggest voice in that clubhouse yep. in the meetings. Berger's a stud, just coming into his prime, going to play every day uh, next year somewhere you know dh third base whatever it is i mean he's he's going to be a big huge bat in the middle of our lineup we got the batting champion at the top um what's avi garcia look like that's you know and he's looking really good this offseason can we get him healthy can he be a force i'm sure um, he's motivated as ever motivated there's absolutely. no question with that i mean the guy cares he cares there's he, the care factor is there he's upset that he had another year where he was injured and couldn't produce like he wanted to produce. He was so upset that he couldn't be part of that last year. He was in every meeting. He was in every home game. Um, he didn't. He wasn't just on the couch at home watching the game. Like he really wanted to be part of it. Um, and so that's going to be a big bat if that we can figure out a way to get him back to where he was a couple of years ago. Man, that'd be huge. And then Sanchez, <laughs> he it's stupid power. It is raw crazy power and he became a hitter last year mm. so a lot of these guys were just kind of taking their next step in their career and i hope it's in the positive side even dlc nick fortez offensively christian bethencourt yeah, what does vidal bruhan look like yep. a former top five so who's your opening day shortstop <laughs> uh i mean if you started right now i think birdie's probably got the the edge there yeah. i mean he looked great last year really helped us out at shortstop um, his bat um, after the All Star break um, went off. He was tremendous. Yeah, um, I well, think power surge in September. Yeah, oh there was a doubleheader against the Mets. I thought we were dead in the water, and he hit that leadoff homer over left center field yep. off of Kodai Senga. I said, "Ooh, yep. that's that's cool." Yeah, yeah. He uh, he he. I mean, he kind of took a hold of that job, honestly. And I had to run him out there every single day. Um, and I you know I love him there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know there's you know does X Edwards what's that look like you know in the infield? What's Bruhan look like? Mm -hmm. Tristan Gray's an in interesting piece. Yeah. Um, you know left-handed bat, tons of power. Mancini, who knows, right? That's a guy maybe. Well, he's, change yeah. of scenery, man. That was a couple of years ago. That dude was good for the O's. He was really good. Another champion. Yeah. Knows what winning looks yeah, like. 2022 when he was traded to the Astros. Yep. So I, I, I made the point too to Kyle like with a guy like Mancini, you've got a great hitting group with John Mabry, Jason Hart, Bill Mel I mean, you guys saw what Josh Bell's first half or more than first half with Cleveland went. It didn't didn't look what it wanted to look like. He came here, he got new ideas, and I know Brant was a leader of that, but it still is going to be a trickle-down effect. Can that happen to a guy that comes to a coaching staff like a guy like Trey Mancini? Yeah, I mean, you've seen it. Justin Turner, you've seen different guys, right. you know, a little bit later in their career come back and be really, really good. Um, Matt Carpenter, your old teammate. Matt, Were you teammates with Matt? I was, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's guys that have bounced back years all the time. Um, and so, yeah, I hope so. I know for a fact you talk to everybody that's ever played with Trey. It's like 10 out of 10 dude, high character, hard Hell worker. Hell of a story. Mercy. Incredible story. Um, and so you root for a guy like that no matter what. 
and um, and, and I'm hoping you know he has a big spring. You want to wrap things up with love it or leave it, Stephen? Yeah. Your, your How much time does time? he have? Well, he's he's with us till six o'clock, so we got to, we just <laughs> got to take a break. More hours. Yeah, we got to, no. Go ahead, Stephen. Wrap it up. All right. So explain we do your this thing. New, well, first of all, he listens. He told me that he listens, so I do. he knows love it or leave it. The segment. I do. So we'll go through this, and Kyle obviously will do this as well. So love it or leave it. Kyle might not know this question, but in the gym, sleeves or no sleeves? Sleeves. I'm Kyle. looking to find one. If you've got a recommendation where to find a gym, I'm going to find one. <laughs> yes. I'm I, not I mean, in the best shape of my life I, going into spring, but I'm I, working on I it. Not a, I'm not opposed to the no <laughs> sleeves. Don't get me wrong, but, like, I, I, I'm a sleeve guy. Even though I have tattoos. I, yeah, I, are you I, in the I, best shape of your life? No. No? No. You look good, Skip. I don't know. You guys look great, too. Thank you. <laughs> What's the first That's muscle that goes – what was the first muscle that went for you? Like your quads, like it's definitely no, your see, arms. I knew he but was like, I would, no, no, this. I was just, I was just wondering, like, what's the first muscle to go after you're done playing as a baseball player? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have zero desire to do any leg lower yeah. half ever. So um, join the club. I'm glad you're with. Yeah, but <laughs> glad you're with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but there's, there, I also don't want to look like I'm riding a chicken when I'm walking around. So, <laughs> oh, like, uh, so you gotta, you gotta make sure you're mixing in those every now and then. Next, you know I mean? Stephen. <laughs> Robots as umpires. No, love it or leave it. <laughs> leave it. It's um, fun to it's fun to bark at him still a little bit. There's, the, I'm leaving it too. Yeah, the human interaction has gone away because of replay already. Um, so that would be tough not to have human interaction with the with the umpires behind the plate. I like the calls to be right. Yep. Um, but we're in a rock and a hard place. That's a tough one. Um, Maybe you can challenge for the robot ump when you do have a challenge i just the, the, i i just feel like there's no human interaction yeah. anymore so i'm not uh, i am a leave it right now until i see it really happen and if i can still yell at the umpires they can still yell yell back at me then i'm in it's part of the game too yes. how many more do you have we gotta two. let this guy go We're, we gotta wrap okay. this up. i'm all getting right. the wrap up from two. the director okay. of all communications right. here we gotta move it eating chocolate piece by piece or in a bite what do you chocolate? Do you like what it? kind of like a like, like a Kit Kat? Kat? Like do you break the Kit oh, Kat? Oh no, you apart, should serve prison time if you it. take that Kit Kat and just take one massive bite out yeah, of it. Okay, you do do it piece by piece, right? I do like a piece <gasps> by piece if that's part of the bar. So like so how, good bar, you can like break like a Hershey, piece, but yeah, I'll do that. Like a Twix, I'm not like yeah, I'm, no, just a bite, bite. Yeah, and same with like a Snickers. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. last. I just want to make sure this is off the rails. Um, cutting a sandwich triangular or rectangle? I don't I, cut a sandwich. I don't either. They grow up. You I'm not three years old. Mommy ain't cutting uh, it for me anymore, honey. My mom did I'm going to grab yeah. that thing with two hands and bite it. My mom did the triangle, so I did the triangular. Maybe it's an age. Whatever. Whatever. All right. My mom used to cut it for me. I'm a grown man. So you I'm don't cut my a sandwich? sandwich. No, no. I think it, it makes for a good. Uh, Skip, look, we're going to let you go. If there's ever <laughs> anything we can do for you, please let us know, okay? <laughs> it was going so Thanks, well Skip. until that all right, let's take a, a break. That Get was him the out of here. 2023 National League Manager of the Year, Skip Schumacher on the right, Marlins Hot guys. Stove Show on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app. The boys of summer are back for Marlins Fan Fest 2024. Live from Lone Depot Park with a special edition of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Kyle Seeloff and Steven Straw, Fox Sports 940. 
Uh, that's us, and we're back. Steven, that was a lot of fun to chat with Skip. He's, best, He's uh, such a good, genuine human being, and I think that is what, honestly, I think that's what resonates with his players. I really do. I have a question. Sure. Because I, I, I struggled with the we versus the Marlins thing. I don't know if you could tell when you we You can go asked, we. We're, you're what, a part yeah, of this I don't, thing, Steven. Like, you know, I know we're part of technically the front office. Um, yeah, you can say we. You know, you're, but I, I know a lot of guys, like, that'll tell me, dude, you're, you're not when you're referring to the Vikings, not it's not we. You're a member That's of the Miami true. Marlins. It's a we. But Fair anyway, enough. thank you very much to Skip Schumacher for joining us. Uh, I've already missed one commercial break uh, in the 3 o'clock hour. So let me uh, right now send it to our conversation with Tanner Scott. It was an incredible one here at Lone Depot Park on Media Day yesterday. Okay, for my money, certainly one of the best closers in baseball last season. Tanner, um, what's more difficult? Closing a game or changing that first diaper? Oh. <laughs> oh. Huh? That first diaper was tough. It was <laughs> smelling bad. I mean, I don't think they smell good, but. No, no, that'll make you grow up in a hurry. Now I'm just used to it. Now I'm just used to it. No, he's awesome. I, 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 don't, I don't mind changing his diaper unless it's like a full blood up his back. Then I'm like, ah, honey, uh. You gotta uh, take care of yeah, this. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go yeah, somewhere. Gotta go outside. Is he sleeping well? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely gotten better. He's uh, he makes it through for his longest stretch of the night, usually like six hours. So it's, it's pretty that's good. pretty solid, right? I, I listen. I, I wasn't know. upset when we lost you late in the year. I'm like, Patina, you gotta come back, bro. <laughs> I know you're a family man. <laughs> you're daddy. I get it, dude. Where are you? I came back quick, came and then we got rained so out. I give you a lot yeah. of credit. You. We came back. I came. I even. I even got in right at game time. That's right. So we we talked with a lot of guys about the, just the last week in general, Pittsburgh, New York, or New York and Pittsburgh, rather, how chaotic it was. You clinch a birth. You have a child. You then rush over mm-hmm. for the last week, clinch a playoff birth. What was that week for you personally like? Easy, sounds like. Uh, less sleep, but it was all good. I mean... I mean, I don't think you really need. I don't really don't think you need sleep when your your first child comes out. So mm. now I need sleep. But mm. when All you right. first. So listen, they say it's cheesy, but they say as soon as you have a baby, life perspective changes. Life changes. Yay or nay? Oh, definitely. I mean, now I, now I got to keep a, a a child alive for eighteen years. That's also literally your well, only well, job when you have a baby is to keep that thing alive. Yeah, just not not alive and for no, that's eighteen years. Job. It's their whole life, but eighteen years is definitely they're relying on you. Absolutely. After he's basically eighteen. He's like eighteen. Years, he's gone. You're out. You're, you're off. You're going here. to play bro, pro ball. Go, go, go call mom. <laughs> uh, well, seriously, congratulations. I'm sure it's been an awesome off season and obviously uh, late end to the season. Yeah. Now. As we start to look forward, but first look back on 2023, dude, you were awesome. And if you go back two years ago, there would probably be people that asked the question, what are we getting from Tanner Scott in 2023? Dude, you went to a different place, man, and you were awesome. How'd you get there and how proud really were you of yourself for what you accomplished last year? You should have been an all-star, but. Oh, no, it was awesome. I mean, it was definitely, definitely great to build off of. And uh, I mean, I think my confidence was just where it needed to be. From day one or? Uh, after like maybe a couple games that 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 things were going my way it started flowing more and yeah then i just rolled with it did the like with confidence i think some people will say the results shouldn't dictate your confidence but at the same time uh you got to focus on a, a process and maybe 
not look at the results. For you, was it more results that built the confidence or was it something that you did and you said, no matter what happens, the result, I'm still feeling good about myself? I was just trying to get out. I mean, I mean, the results is you just, you don't want anyone to score. And I mean, if, if no one scored that, that was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah. If we, if we, if, if I gave us a chance to win, that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good outing. You're 29 now. Yeah. Almost 30. You excited for 30? Nothing changes. Big 3-0? Yeah, it's 30. 30. It's another day. Older, wiser. Uh, your birthday is just another day. I think like 16 is the cool one because you get your driver's license if you pass the test. But other than that, it's like... 21, you're closing the bars down. Yeah, what is a, what is the one where you get like discounted food? Senior 65 when you're... No, that's what 60, I'm looking forward to, 60, 65. No, no, Don't you get the 62. free coffee from McDonald's? 62. Oh, okay. Free coffee. 62? Yeah. Free coffee. For, from McDonald's. Yeah. Well, that's what my grandma always tells me. Oh. So you're looking for it. If that's true, I'm going to have my dad come over and just bring me a coffee every day. Are you a coffee guy? Oh, I love coffee. Uh, I, no. can, I can drink coffee and go right to bed, though. I, I can as well. Really? I can't very do much, that. Like a I have coffee a seven nap is very window. much a thing. I can drink yeah. a cup of caffeinated coffee, and it helps me go to sleep. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but I, I feel good after a late-night hot cup of coffee. Are you a Starbucks guy? Starbucks? Yeah, but if I go there, I'm going to get the same thing. It's a cold brew. Yeah, it just doesn't change. Black or no? Yeah. No cream, no sugar. No, I don't want no flavor. It's a real man right here. Yeah. You know, Tanner, I, I, I say Don't this. get me wrong. I got to step it up. Fall fall time comes around. I, I'm getting a pumpkin spice. Do you? Life. I got to get one. It tastes good. You got to get one, <laughs> but it's like too much sugar. But you can also have a nice flavored cup of uh, pumpkin coffee, no cream or sugar, if you find the right one, too. Uh, sure. Uh, now, Nick Fortes is thinking about opening up a coffee shop named Fortada. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I actually, after I saw his post on Instagram, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, you're my locker mate, so I expect the coffee every day. <laughs> nice drip coffee. <laughs> yeah, every day. If you open up one and I'm your locker partner, I'm getting a coffee every day. Uh, now, you make your own coffee at home in the morning. We start with the beans. We grind them down. Or are you a Keurig guy and you throw the pot in? Uh, sometimes I do like a like the pour over. Sometimes uh, what's the what's the French press? Oh, you do. Then wow. it's just the regular the regular the regular drip coffee. Yeah, my family got me like a a coffee bean subscription for my birthday last year. Really? So, yeah, it was kind of cool. Whole beans, and you crush them down. Yeah. I think you're a very funny guy. You know that? How Why? many siblings you have? Yeah, fourteen. That's not true. <laughs> oh. Three. But, you know, you have a Three, good no. sense 14. of humor. I just think one, you have a dark one. sense of humor. I think you've got some funny jokes. 14. You, 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 you want a big know, family? No. The 14? How many kids you want? You're going to make a lot of money uh, in this game. How many kids? Like, max three. Three. Right now, I'm good with one. Max three, min one. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no I'm, I'm happy right now. I got like a mini me running around. Well, not is running that, around. He's just bad. laying there. What kind of child were you? I'm done with the baseball stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, we don't care about baseball. I was, I was, I was a good child. You were? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. You ever get to, like suspended in high school or middle school? No. What's like the, like in lunch detentions where you no. chatterbox? The, only, the only time I ever got a detention was when my brother was a senior. I only have one sibling. I have a brother <laughs> that is three years older, and when he was a senior, he'd always make me late for school because he would drive me. <sighs> and if, every Brutal. time, every time you were late three times, it's. I think it's a in-school detention. So I had a couple of those. Well, it wasn't a bad kid. Dude, there's probably nothing better was, than it, like, older you got, bro driving you to school. Yeah, but if, if you got in-school in school detention, it's like you, you're sitting in one classroom the whole day. So it's like 
kind of relaxing no one can talk <laughs> now you do strike me as a guy when you were younger the first car you cut the muffler off and you were just pouring in towards school and that thing sounded like uh, like a motorcycle <laughs> I, was just hoping my, I, I was just hoping my car would start and get me to school but that's what makes the, you the man you are now I mean you think back on that if you had a, a BMW you're not in the same spot today no he's rocking a Chrysler Sebring Ooh, not a convertible. A lot not of room in there. No. Those Sebrings, they had a lot of room now. Yeah, but this one, this one was like old, and I hit a snowbank a couple times with it. Did you? Yeah, I used, but you bounced back. Uh, you That's just, like life, dude. You bounce back in it that was, It was, it was more like a truck for me. I, I called it. I, it was basically my truck. I'd, it's a wagon. Uh, Those yeah. things, you just banging around. Oh. That's why, like, people are like, you know, first of all, I wouldn't want a BMW number one because I want to learn life and not just get something at eighteen. But also, I had a. Um, uh, an Avalon, silver Avalon, and Dang, it was beat great, up. You got great gas mileage, though. Great, and it was beat up. So the tight, you know, parking spots. I didn't care. I, I, if I if I gray something, I gray something. If I had a BMW, I would never even attempt. Clearly, he doesn't to care do about it. hitting anything. No, if you no. go look at his Honda Accord <laughs> in the parking garage, the entire freaking driver's side door is smashed fixed, in though, he's, he's got He's got me as one of those guys that go to Publix with the shopping cart and just leave it right next to the car and don't put it back. Honest to God, and I've oh, tweeted he's this 100% right. You just I, leave it there. You deserve... You're that person. People that do that deserve to go to prison. I'm if sorry. you're too lazy to walk Isn't your cart like, back in, well, you should be in. Can I give you my theory? There's my like, theory is like I... A, uh, there's a YouTube channel like uh, Cart Narcs. And they, you should be incarcerated. They park, hold on, they hold park on. them right behind the car. They're Federal prison. Like, and I, I want leave, you with a roommate. I can't now. believe it. I got to look at you different. I, no it's kidding. fine. I leave the cart there and then empty out of the parking spot for the next person to come in. And give them another card. Can I can I bring in someone real quick? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here, 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 here. No, I got a question though. Hey, we have a question. When you, when you go to the grocery store and you push a shopping cart, do you put it back in the thing? Either in the thing or if I'm close to the front, back on that. But yeah. if you're not close to the front, what if you're in between? Do you put it like so it, it has the little ones in the parking lot? Thank you. Yeah. Who doesn't in here? Who doesn't here? All right. I, I've tweeted it My before. theory. There's no Steve, theory. You theory. leave that car. Dude, that is bad. Line. My theory if that is. Thing, if that thing comes by and just hits mine or Oki's car. Like, and you're driving a nice truck. Now. Well, no, hold on. I'm not pushing it down a but hill. You leave it I'm leaving it there for the next you get a, you get a, elderly person. When you get they a go gust in there, of wind. They don't have to move. They a can come out of their wind. car and it's right there. A hurricane. Gust. A hurricane. Boom. I got a shopping cart through my window now. It's not going to happen. Just up in a tree. Do a favor. Next time you go to the grocery store. Do the right thing and put your car back. Well, at Aldi's, you have to use the quarter, which I do, and then I'm forced to bring it up so Where? I have to get my quarter back. <laughs> Where? You get, your, you get your quarter back at yeah. Aldi's. At Aldi's. You, have to, you, have, you need a quarter yeah, to, put your, by my house. to put your... Good stuff. To get a, get a cart. So that's the one time I will put the cart That's terrible. There. Just to get your money back? Yeah. You have to. But instead, yeah. you're going yeah. to dent back. someone's car. Instead, I'm going to leave my cart there for and an elderly. Possibly dent, dent someone's car. There's like a 99% chance. No. Don't call me a hero when I pull into a public parking lot and if I see a stray <laughs> cart, I'll use that one when I go in. I'll grab the hand sanitizer wipe. Just take it in. No, like when we come out, when we come out of the the grocery store and I see a cart, I'll like start the car, put the put the baby in. My wife will hop in, and then I'll just go you put the cards back. Will you actually? 100%. Yes. Dude, That's you're saving thing, dude. somebody a dent, five, six hundred dollars. I got a, I got a question for you. A if you dent? go to the, if you, if you, yeah, if you, if you go to the grocery store, thank you. No, it's, it's your birthday. I'm not even telling you happy birthday. You gotta, you gotta hear this one. So if you go to the grocery store, um, do you and you push the cart? Do you put it back? It like in the return. Absolutely. He just leaves it. You put it in the uh, like by the tree. Yeah. 
No, so just right in front of his car. Job, right? No, no. So the next person that comes in, they have a cart when they open up no. their you door. With your car. Yeah. I know. You look at it. I didn't job think of it that way. The guy making eleven bucks an hour is out there when it's ninety-five pushing forty cars. He returns it when he goes to Aldi's. Because I have to get just the, to get his money back. Never be too good to take out the trash. Put the cart away. This is a good life lesson Thanks, for you, Skip. Steven. That was, that was from Skip. Uh, Tanner, Skip. with that being said, it was great to chat baseball with you, and we'll yeah, do it yeah, again. It was, so. it was good. It was good talking to you. Appreciate I'm looking at you different now. All right. Fair that enough. Is, that is bad. All right. Thanks, Tanner. All right. So that was uh, Tanner Scott yesterday. Nice conversation with Tanner, and we've got another terrific conversation coming up uh, in just about ten or fifteen minutes with Jesus Lazardo. We chatted with him for about eighteen minutes. Uh, the ace for the Miami Marlins last year after Sandy Alcantara. You heard uh, that Skip even mentioned that when, uh, when Sandy went down. Jesus Lazardo really became the ace. So let's take a break here with the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show live from Lone Depot Park. It's FanFest 2024. Make sure you come down and join us tonight. Go to marlins.com slash FanFest. We'll see you a little bit later on this evening. More on the Hot Stove Show when we come back on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app. The boys of summer are back for Marlins Fan Fest 2024. Live from Lone Depot Park with a special edition of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Kyle Seeloff and Steven Straw, Fox Sports 940. All right, we've had a terrific show for you tonight. Live from Fan Fest, Steven and I are uh, hunkered down in the bunker, also known as the Empire's Locker Room here at Lone Depot Park. Thank you to Skip Schumacher for joining us. Thank you uh, to Tanner Scott for his time yesterday. Time now for Stephen and I's conversation. It's a long one. It's a lengthy one. It's a good one with the Marlins ace this season in 2024, Jesus Lazardo. Uh, he was one of the best last year, uh, not just obviously on the Marlins staff and the National League and baseball in general. It's Jesus Lazardo. It's good to see you, dude. How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. I'm going to ask you the same thing I ask you every time we chat with you. How's the golf game? Uh... That's a sore subject. It's it's dwindling. It's not getting better. It's getting worse the more I play. So really? I need to uh, maybe mix in a lesson. It's the or... saddest thing I've ever <laughs> yeah, heard. I don't you know. Need a swing coach. <laughs> yeah, I need a swing coach. Yeah. I got your guy on the plane this year. It's Jesus Lazardo's yeah. golf swing yeah. coach. He's traveling. Now. I need I need Griffin uh, Benedict back. He was my swing coach last year. Does he ever share his conspiracy theories with you? Oh yeah, I share them back. I, I'm, Do you? I'm a big conspiracy theorist. One you know? that you're all in on by chance? Could you share? Um, I like the way this interview's starting. Space isn't real. Hey, Zeus. Space isn't real. Or no, I'm sorry. Not that space isn't real. We just didn't land on the moon. Like, us landing on the moon is not a real thing. Oh, okay. Like, that was made up. That's something I can get on board mm. with. Like, it was, the f like, f like, footprints on the moon. Like, the flag waving. It looked like a mechanical wave. It looked like it was, like, a Hollywood, like, on the okay. back of a Hollywood set. Huh. Um, you know, they asked him to swear on the bible you know, right. did you land on the moon he said i wouldn't do that i know he's religious but there's a lot of a lot of uh questionable yeah you know. i've exchanged some with griffin on instagram as well uh when you just said the space <laughs> yeah. thing though well I, I would, it's debatable buddy that would keep me up at night that don't keep you up at night thinking no. space isn't real well no. he well, said the moon space i, I think i was space like i know like space is space like space is real realistically but like do i think that Mm, like how how far out does it go that's uh, what keeps me up at night yeah like how far does it go did we touch the moon no has anyone ever touched the moon i don't think so like the international space station questionable i just that's just my it's just you know a thought it breaks my brain to think that space never ends well yeah it it 
It's unrealistic. I, know. It's almost I cannot unrealistic. Yeah. think about it or else I will be up for days thinking about this. It's almost unrealistic. You know who you should get going on this if you get AJ Puck in here? We you, had him in here. I asked him if he's a conspiracy he's, theory But he guy. said, yeah, he he's said. He's the biggest. He's actually the biggest. But he said, did he say since seventh grade or not since seventh since grade? Since seventh grade. Yeah, but you got to, you got to oh. ask him the right part. Yeah, you got to ease him into it because he will just drop it all on you. If you interview him post game this year, if he if he, he saves a, a game, save. don't ask him anything about baseball. Big save, big save, and be like, "Hey, did we land on the moon?" And then he'll, <laughs> he'll love it. Imagine that. Twenty minutes later, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it. Yeah. Oh, it's I'll ask him a baseball question, and then I'll say, "Did we land on the moon?" Interesting. Yeah. Dude, that would be I so like funny. good conspiracy theories. Yeah. There's some ser- scary ones out there. Yeah, and some more believable than others. I yeah. watched an alien one a couple nights ago. They just wasn't well produced. Do you believe in aliens? I, I do. Well. If space is real, then aliens are real, 100. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's definitely another life form. Correct. There's someone out there, out there, and they're definitely smarter than we are. And I made my pact to them 10 years ago when I was at our uh, 15 years ago in high school. I said I'm one of them, and I'm pretty sure that they know when they come down to here. the aliens. And we have show hosts. Okay. He's one of them. Guys yeah. like him, anomalies. Uh, but he's not because you took care of him when we well, were in yeah. LA. What? So <laughs> we debunked that yeah. theory in a hurry, Jesus. How are you doing with the Dolphins' uh, playoff loss? Uh, it was sad. I was in a funk for a day. Yeah. And then mm. uh, I feel like a lot of fans, uh, you know, thought it was make or break. And I see the value in, like, what we did this year. You know, we made the playoffs. We didn't go far. But we're going to build towards something. And uh, I think that it's a, the, a step in the right direction. So In but, or out on Tua? Is Tua the guy? That's the I, that's I mean, big question. I, I'm I love in. McDaniels. I'm in on Tua. I think he's a dog. I think he's a good guy. Like in the locker room, like if you watch the Hard Knocks, I'm a big Hard Knocks guy. Oh, it's great. Uh, he looked like a great teammate to have. Yep. And I actually uh, talked to Mike White about doing like uh, fish starters, like me and Brax versus like Mike White and Tua in like a golf thing. But going back to the golf thing, I need the swing coach again. We because can't put you out there. You can't we, put you, me out yeah. there if I'm getting worked by Tua and Mike White. So. Mike White got a boatload of money I to know. be a backup quarterback that might be one of the best jobs in the world. Ideal job, which I love for him because he's a good dude. and he, Unbelievable here. Yeah. I was a, a Jets fan. So threw nice a no-hitter uh, in high school when I was in high school. Yeah, he, for university school and down in Broward County. So, wow. legend. You, you gotta know, ask him about that if you ever. I, I gotta him. tell you something about the Dolphins. Now, full full disclosure, I'm a Jets fan. I have a sad, miserable life. I grew up a loser fan in New York. They got shut out by the Dolphins yeah. this year. Yeah. Now, but the my problem is McDaniel will hang seventy on you when it's eighty five in September. But we get we get to the winter months here, and something's some yeah. happening here. The last it's two no years, longer a narrative. He's getting out coached a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Fangio's out. I don't know. I, don't know. I think I think the. It, the defense is going to need to – I think everyone looks at the big picture. You know, we lost, but the defense was hurt very bad. And I think if we have Jalen Phillips, we have Bradley Chubb, you have all those guys out there that make a big difference. I think that there's – it makes a change, I think at least a little bit, you know, at least in the team morale. But uh, you can't blame, in, you know, the season on injuries as well. Season so. ticket holder? I'm not, unfortunately. I'm thinking about getting them next year or the Panthers, one or the other. They might win it all. Yeah. Panthers are legit. They're a wagon. The yeah. thing about this is, like, McDaniel's in year two. Like, we're so impatient as sports fans. Yeah. So impatient. And at least you, obviously, you're you're a Marlins. You understand an organization. This thing takes time. Yeah. I mean, if you were to if you were to ask Dolphins fans, if you bring McDaniel's in two years ago, he gets to the playoffs twice. Would you take it? Yeah. Of absolutely. course you would. Exactly. I think people just uh, look at the. You know, we started off eight and three, I think it was, and then we fall off like two years in a row. I think that's what they see, yeah. and they don't see like 
you just brought in a new coach. Like I'm used to lifelong Dolphins fan. Like we like stunk, stunk for a long time. Like we weren't even relative in the division, and now we're like about to win the division. You know, like it, you and the I Bills think, now. Exactly. So it's a right step in the right direction. You just got to be patient. I think like the Marlins, you just got to be patient. Like last year. You know, my my one of my suggestions. I'm a big uh, uniform guy, and I do think it dictates how you play. When in those big critical moments late in the season for the Dolphins. I put the throwbacks on when it matters most. Yeah. Which ones? That the teal. dolphin, the teal, the, teal. the aquas. Yeah, yeah, those are sweet. I paint those end zones mm-hmm. and I would throw it back and let's get vicious and let's get our fingers in the mud and get after I it. I would love to have an aqua Miami Marlins uniform, like one of those. Those would be sick. Like the fish, like a marlin with the aqua. That'd be Ooh. that'd be nice, a nice little collab. We have sick colors. We do. Like it is one of the best color schemes I think in sports, not I even agree. just baseball. Yeah. You know what I saw this off season, and I'm going to ask you something here in a second. I mean, but the basketball players say ba- NBA players want to be NFL players. Everybody wants to be MLB players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to be golfers. And you guys want to be golfers. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how awesome is it being an MLB player though? It is. Uh, I can't lie. It's like the best job. I mean, the best job I could ask for because that's what all I all I know and all I wanted to do growing up. But um, for us. Like watching football, watching basketball is sick, but like you see, you know, guys in football, like a lot of injuries, you know, um, things are different. And in basketball, the same. Uh, baseball is like the perfect game. Can't complain. It's crazy to me that those guys, like the NBA and that entertainment business, that's like a story all year long, and the NFL that gets 30 million people watching your game on Sundays, like, Dude, we all want to be baseball. Players. Yeah, isn't it crazy? But they don't. They don't also know the grind of like 162 games and Eight 180 months. games. Like you are from February 14th till hopefully the end of October. It's a full time job. Like no sick days. There's none of that. Like you have to be there every single. And if day. you want to have a family, if you want to have a kid, you got about 48 hours to say hello to the baby before yeah. you need to get your rear end back. Yeah, you better be back like the end of the uh, the end of that series. So. So when are you having kid? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> not for a while. Um, individual goals, I think, you know, uh, not to come off as arrogant or anything, but as a pitcher, like, you do want to hit certain milestones. You want to hit 200 strikeouts. You want to have 200-plus innings. Um, same ones, different ones. What is it in 2024? Uh, for me, it's another year of full health for sure. Uh, I want to be able to take the ball every five days whenever our team needs, and I think that's uh, key that, especially with Sandy going down this year, which is unfortunate for us. I think, um, you know, we need to be as healthy and as available as possible as starting pitchers. So I think that's what that's what my main goal. Uh, 200 innings is another goal. Yep. Uh, that's something I really want to do. Um, just to basically show length and show uh, durability. So that's, for me, um, the most important part. How do you deal with the off-season chatter, I'll say? Um, I mean, I just go about my, my day, you know, as any other day. I, I, I feel like... Um, I'm a big overthinker. I'm a big like anxiety, like stress or anxiety. It might be like at certain times, but with things like that, I, I just think you know it's out of my control. I can't do anything about it, uh, whether it happens, whether it doesn't, or whatever it might be. So whatever uh, happens, exactly. Year now, four years from now, ten. Yeah, I hear you, yeah. man. I can't make a decision, so at the end of the day, I just have to go about my business. About don't put energy day. into things you can't control. Exactly. I know you love your hockey, football. How closely do you follow baseball in the off season? Uh, I mean, extremely close. I'm, yeah. I'm tapped yeah. in with yeah. yeah a lot of. I feel like you know the market, the signings, uh, where guys are gonna go, all that stuff. See those two, three, four hundred million dollar deals. Yeah, Otani money. 
Yeah. That's not bad, huh? Not too bad at all. You take that? Would I you would, take that one? I would I would uh <laughs> not a, think twice probably. Nearly a billion dollars. Yeah. Would you would you contemplate that unbelievable? What's um what's the Mount Rushmore of Miami athletes right now in twenty twenty three? Okay. Uh so that's five, correct? Uh f- four, right? Mount Rushmore's four. Four. Mount Rushmore's four. Okay. I know that. Okay, four. So Go ahead. All right. Um, I'll say yes or no. Feel free to put yourself on there now. No. Well, I won't put myself on there. But uh, you can. We're just going to go. I, I mean, of course, I would say Sandy, but I'm not going to. I'm going to leave Sandy out since this year he's hurt. We're going to say uh, Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. Tyreek Hill's in there. We got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. We got um, Reinhardt. Sam Reinhardt. Sam, Sam Reinhardt. What about Matthew Kachuk, though? Ooh. Yeah, I know, but Reinhardt over Kachuk. Well, I, I like. So the thing is, I'm debate. Like it's a debate because Kachuk, I like because he's a dog. He's a captain. You know, he's scrappy. He sticks up for his teammates. Which Twitter I love. handles Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, which I love. <laughs> like he wore um, an elbow room shirt somewhere, and like oh, I love that. The fact that he wore an elbow room shirt, like from being from Broward, is <laughs> like amazing. Fire. Like I love that. <laughs> yeah, um, place is always packed. Yeah, and it's disgusting, but it's awesome. At the yes. same awesome. time, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with Reinhardt just okay. for the year he's having, so it's current. And uh, you know I'm gonna have to put Luis Arise on there because he is, I mean, the man. He was pretty darn good. Yeah, he's pretty good. So Messi's gonna, not down here enough to be up there. I mean, yeah, like if it, Messi's just so like worldwide, like is he a Miami? Is he a Miami guy or is he just like he's a great soccer player that's playing in Miami right now? Correct. Like Jimmy Butler's a staple. Yeah, yeah. he's a Miami guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I would say UD before you know now Boy, he's retired, but. Did you grow up a Canes fan? Yeah. I was going to go to the University of Miami. Uh, you, were, you were committed there? I was committed there. So I, Coach Morris had wrangled you in, huh? Yes, yeah. Uh, Coach Morris, JD, um, yeah, all of them, so Gino. But I grew up a, a big Canes fan. I, I still watch Canes uh, football, unfortunately, sometimes when they know, frustrate me. Poor guys. Yeah. Class of 2012. Yeah. Next year, though, big year. Good recruiting class. Top five. Big. How do you feel <laughs> about the transfer portal? Uh, I feel good about the Hurricanes collective spending money on okay. these eighteen-year-old yeah. baby. Bring them in. Let's yeah, go that. take on the Gators next August. I money. I I would like to go for the Knolls. Selfishly, I would like to go get a win against the Seminoles. That would just be like a highlight of my offseason. Um, I agree. A, with a you. UM be- beating FSU. Now, do you think about? being like 10 years younger and going to college now as a 17 year old and demanding like a million bucks how awesome would have that been yeah i mean times have definitely changed and um now you were offered 1.2 but we won't get into that now yeah (laughs) Yeah, the chances of me like going or just you know the thought of like me being like the kid i was at 17 18 going to the university of miami and like them saying like hey here's a million dollars to come play for us it was like Honestly, probably thank God they didn't. What do a that. disaster yeah. waiting to happen yeah. with that kind of money in yeah. Miami at that age. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I give my props, like tip of the cap to the kids that, you know, aren't necessarily involved in all that and all that stuff. Dude, what happened to? Do you remember Tate Martell? I remember watching a Netflix thing and he went to Miami. Started at Ohio State, came to Ohio Miami, State. went ended up like at Fresno State and yeah. disappeared. Yeah. And that was it. He never played in Miami. He played a little. He had played a year, I think. Threw the ball a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't the best. He went to he out of that high school. Bishop in, Gorman. Yeah, Bishop Gorman. Yeah, in Vegas. Yep. Crazy. What was the one that was fake in the last Bishop. couple? Of years? What <laughs> was Bishop that one? Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> you seen that? I haven't. I heard what about it. What the hell? 
No, he had those dudes playing like three days in a row. <laughs> I hadn't seen that one. I heard about it, but I hadn't watched. What? My, it's I got a, a Netflix uh, series, isn't it? God. Yeah. Um. I, they made. He a, had them on ESPN, dude. Yeah, I know. I and know. they lost like seventy to seventy-two. I know. Nothing. I know. Can you imagine? Um. So you're ready for the season? I am. Yeah. I'm very. Um. Are eager. you over ready? Are you like no? You played it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like now, I'm starting to get the itch. Like now that like things start picking up for us, and like I start to see the guys. Like I just saw mm. Yuri, and like it's like now I just want to go and get going. Um, I'm tired of you know working out and going home and sitting there. So um, spring, we're looking forward to it. Is it too long? How much time do you need to get ready? Let's start there. I mean, I never stop throwing. For me, I like I take it light, but I don't stop stop throwing. I pick it up uh, at the end of November. And then get going through December and January. But if, like two months, I'm good, I would say. Really? So how much time do you, in theory, need in spring training? Uh, just build up the innings. That's really the biggest thing. So, so three or four starts, one inning, two innings, three innings, four innings. Yeah. Like four starts? Yeah, that would be ideal. Um, yeah. End up at what, 75, 80 pitches? Or maybe more? 85. 85. That lines you up for 100 on, on opening day oh, whenever, yeah. you know, first start is. Interesting. The hundred anything, or I'm sorry, the hundred pitch thing is like coming to baseball in the last ten or fifteen years. Mm-hmm. It's like that magic number where every time you see it in a game, like full blown panic sets in yeah, if somebody's like, at one hundred one. Hundred, like yeah. But like back in the day, uh, I mean, pitching ninja just put that thing out about that guy from uh, the Tigers back in the day that threw like like twenty nine complete games in a season or something absolutely insane. Like these dudes would just go out there and just their arms would fall off. Yep. That's or why not they, that's off. why they played for three years. Yeah. I or, yes. And I know it's all touch and feel, but in every start is different. You could toss six shutout innings and be in a puddle of sweat and just want to pass out and take a nap because you had to work so hard. Other times you could probably be through five on seventy five pitches. And you're not even sweating. Are there games where you're like, dude, I can go one twenty. I'm this is not I'm not gonna hurt my arm. Like how, how do you know? I mean, I've, there's been times where I go up to Mo after like the second inning and I'm like, I'm going 150 pitches tomorrow really? falls off. And then he's like, no, you're not. And then like, he just laughs about it. He's like, go sit down. And then I'll be all right. Like it was worth a shot. But then there's other days where like I'm in the second inning and I get in the dugout and I'm like huffing and puffing and just like can't catch my breath. It's humid out. It's like July in Washington. It's 100 degrees. Like it's brutal. one of the worst places. Nice city. I like DC. Yeah. But when it's hot there in the summer, it is stagnant and this, it just sits there. Yeah, and the sun is just piercing through you your favorite place to pitch that's tough um i really i mean i pitch well in san diego but like my favorite atmosphere i mean besides the playoff game in philly um i like really like to watch the chop in in atlanta actually gets my juices yeah going and uh favorite place of all time probably is wrigley yeah i like wrigley how many times you pitched there one time just one was the last year yeah no two years ago Oh, you missed your start there last year? Yeah. Did not missed it, but it didn't line up there. Yeah, it didn't line up. There in, in Fenway was awesome to pitch in. I've only also pitched there once. People also forget you. this was not your first postseason appearance. No, yeah. Pitched I had the, with the A's. A's. Yeah. yeah, two times. Couple. 2019 and 2020. Your sec- first year or second year? First year. First year you were in the postseason. Yeah, within a month. I got called up in September 11th was my debut, and then I made my postseason debut October 2nd. Crazy. Wow. It also amazes me. We don't have to go totally back to your A's days. Dude, you were on some awesome teams out there. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah, I'm The still... Coliseum, 80,000 people yeah. going nuts. Is it, it sad for you to see what happened, what's going on yeah, over I mean, there? I, you got a little soft spot? I do. I definitely do just because I'm, I'm in a fantasy football league with a lot of those guys. Are like, you really? Yeah. It's Did like, you win? 
No, I, I lost in the semis to Matt Chapman, which is unfortunate because <laughs> he he won back to back years. So is he a free agent still? He I is a free agent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like Chappie, We got uh, Matt Olson, Marcus Simeon. I mean, we got Chris. Holy dude, it's like the boys just yeah. like are still together. Yeah, yeah. And we always say like, I know they always go back to because they were there longer than I was. It's like you know we had a, such a great team. Yeah. Oh my and god. Now we're unreal. And then uh, so the fact that it all broke up, you know, sucks. But. Um, I, I do have a soft spot for like the fans of Oakland because they were like diehards, especially when we were making that run in '19. Like the same people were there all the time. They're banging the drums in right field. Yeah, the crazy the ground was shaking. Right yeah, it was it was crazy. Man, hey Zeus, good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. I, I know we didn't we did like no baseball talk, but thanks for hanging out with us, yeah, dude. No, we I appreciate it. it. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, he's gonna be the ace this year, man. Yes, he is. And if it was any preview of what we saw. Last year, man. Look, man, the Marlins are going to be in this because if you're able to pitch, you've got a chance in this thing. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it with Skip. He's their ace. He openly said it, and now it's about keeping healthy. But if the Marlins are able to pitch, man, I mean, it's just going to be fun. Like, whatever, like, whatever, all the other crap, whatever. Just If if this team can pitch, it's going to be fun. They have enough guys to play some runs. I'm very excited about Jesus Lazardo. He's fired up yep. for this year. The guys, you heard him. He hasn't really taken. I mean, he's taken off, but he hasn't stopped throwing. Yep. So, yep. man, Lazardo is a um, is a huge piece to the puzzle, and I'm just happy he's with us, yep. man. Totally agree. We've got about ten minutes left on the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show. Stephen and I will have more when we come back on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeart Radio app. The boys of summer are back for Marlins Fan Fest 2024. Live from Lone Depot Park with a special edition of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Kyle Seeloff and Steven Straw, Fox Sports 940. For the final couple of minutes on a special edition of the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show with Steven Straw and Kyle Seeloff, it's great to be with you. Steven and I are hunkered down here in the umpire's uh, locker room at Lone Depot Park, and we hope you can make some time for us this evening. Come out to Lone Depot Park. It's Fan Fest 2024. Uh, if you weren't aware of it and you just became aware of it, just go to marlins.com slash fanfest. Um, you can get yourself a free ticket, free parking. Come hang out with us. A bunch of the players are here. Uh, we've had a fun night here last couple of hours on the Marlins Hot Stove Show, Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app. Thank you to Skip Schumacher for joining us. Thank you to Tanner Scott for joining us. Fun conversation with Jesus Lazardo. Uh, Stephen, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but this is our last time doing the Hot Stove Show uh, over the air. But what we are, uh, we are going to be committed to, if there's news, uh, we're going to hop on Emergency Zoom. Pods, yeah, yep. we'll just do some podcasts. I'll just come over to, I know where you live now. No, sir. That gate has to open for you. You're you call right. and they say who it I is. I forgot. You're in a gated community. Turn it around, brother. Um but seriously, what yeah. we'll do, if there's news, Stephen and I are not together, we'll hop on Zoom, um, and we'll put a podcast together. We'll put it out. We'll have something out within an hour for you. And, uh, you know, if it's important enough, I'm sure the station will allow us to hop on the air for an hour as well. So we've got uh, we've got plenty coming everyone's way, and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but keep well, an eye. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. No, just we, we're going to have a content schedule for everyone. We're not going to go ghost, like Kyle yeah. said, until spring training. We have a ton of stuff in the can, as we say, which just means we pre-record everything for media day, but there's a lot of great interviews that we still have on tap. We will share that periodically until spring training. And like Kyle said, if there's a massive trade, I'll try to get into his gate, or we can do emergency podcasting yep. stuff. But we will have you covered, uh, as always, up until spring training. Kyle, it's almost here, man. Uh, we'll enjoy here tonight. We'll enjoy the fireworks. Yep. you got a lot of responsibilities, but I'm really fired up um, for everything to come in the future. Speaking of spring training, 
um, not breaking any news here. I know they have not put out a press release yet. We are going to do what we've done in years past. Steven and I will be on the air in some capacity for every single game. Obviously, we will not broadcast both um, split squad games. We'll, we'll, we'll separate those, obviously. But we are going to broadcast every game in some capacity, as we've done in years past this spring. Um, games that are not televised on Bally Sports Florida or by the visiting team or the home team, not the Marlins. Uh, we'll put the static camera behind home plate. The radio audio overlay feature will be there for you. We'll have, I think, 16 games on Fox Sports 940 Miami. The rest can be found on the MLB app, Marlins.com, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we're ready to rock and roll. We've got about a minute left here on the program, but it is, it's time to boogie. Uh, there's, what, 30 games we got to do this spring, 162 in the regular season. Uh, I told Stephen, I hope he enjoyed his offseason because uh, we're back in better than yes, ever. Sir. And uh, you got to see me more than you see your fiancé now. Yep. That, that's got to take some getting used to. But um, Stinks, but you know what? you got to do what you, you got to do. you got to do what you got to do. And what do you like to say? We're the one percenters, right? We're the one percenters. People would kill to do this. So um, thank you, everybody. Uh, over the course of the off season, Ricardo Wanche, Grace Blazer, everybody at the radio station for a lot yes, of on the you, air Ricardo on Tuesdays. Uh, Ricardo's gate, great. He'll be with us throughout the season. Jeff Stepanenko, uh, Alejandro, uh, every everybody uh, everybody will be with us. So let's sign off here. Uh, make sure you come out to join us at Lone Depot Park tonight for Stephen Strom, Grace Blazer, Ricardo Wanche back in the studio. I'm Kyle Seeloff. So long and good night. We'll chat with you on Fox Sports 940 at the end of February for Great Fruit League play. Good night, everybody.